Nerds. 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 All right, you nerds, it's time for another episode of the Nerds of Nostalgia podcast. Check out our website at nonpodcast.com. From there, we have links to our Twitter account, which is nonpodcast, to our Facebook account, which is Nerds of Nostalgia, and more importantly, all of our past episodes. But if you're like me and you like to listen to us on the go, simply search for Nerds of Nostalgia in your iTunes or Stitcher apps, and when we upload our latest episode, it will download directly to your listening device of choice. And now we join this episode already in progress. Says nerds get out. What is a nerd? We are. We are nerds indeed here on the Nerds of Nostalgia podcast, the only podcast that can complete the Kessel Run in less than 12 parsecs. My name is Greg D, and on today's episode, we're talking a little indie film that just came out, you may have heard of it, 2015 Star Wars The Force Awakens. But before we go any further, let me introduce to you my co-host, he is the Chewbacca to my Han Solo, or it might be the other way around if you see me without my shirt. Either way, he is the Minister of Sinister, the one and only Genius McGee. <laughs> Excuse me. Genius, in my is throat. that you? It's <laughs> in my throat there. Hey, how's it going? <laughs> I am doing well, man. How are you? Oh, the force is strong with this one, man. <laughs> Dude, don't, don't encourage a man. <laughs> so we are, this is, I've been waiting for this for quite some time, yeah. honestly, just in terms of oh, the yeah. whole Star Wars thing. Because... We've been talking about it since like the beginning of the year, dude. Oh, yeah. No, this no. has been a build. This has been the kind of buildup we got with like Fury Road. Mm-hmm. And I can't wait to talk about it. Yeah. But before we go any further, let me remind you guys that um, 2016 coming up, we have so much oh, fun stuff coming up. We have such sights to show you. You we no, you don't need a little Lamont's, you know, box for this though. <laughs> it's uh we are going to be doing all sorts of good stuff. Now, obviously, you know, we do a lot of uh, hosting around town here at mm-hmm. the Alamo Draft House at Screenland Theaters and that's going to continue. Oh yeah. Um, With in a fact, vengeance, man. we've got a few movies that we are going to be hosting uh up at the Alamo coming up in January that I wanted to touch upon briefly. Mm-hmm. So the, you know, our, you know, nerd cred exactly exactly (laughs) you know all of our folks out there uh january 2nd Mm -hmm. so the day after new year's guys uh you can recuperate with us because and this is god damn (laughs) what what odder way to recuperate than this movie we're gonna host dude this is such a bizarre movie (laughs) this is like we've we've screened and host some batshit crazy movies you're gonna think you're still drunk from new year's in this movie you're gonna be like am i still like really or down a little like hair of the dog that bit you here or hair of the cat oh, the hair of the cat oh. <laughs> what you don't see is a mic dropping because on the second we are going to be hosting hasu hasu which is just insane there's no words to describe this there really is i mean like you said we've shown some weird shit and this is definitely the top this echelon. This is the apex up yeah, there. This, yeah, this is an insane one. And Japanese I'll be, haunted house from the, what, 70s? Mm-hmm, I think it's like 78 maybe or 70. Yeah. It might even be 76. Yeah. But this is just, don't don't watch a trailer. Go, this is <laughs> one of those that, yeah. Just going cold and oh. just expect to have your mind just melted. Because it's an experience. It's yeah. so bizarre. It's brutal. It's wonderful. It's fantastic. I can't wait to screen that one. Uh, then the next one we're going to be screening is 
on uh, the 16th. Mm -hmm. And any of you that listen to our sister podcast, Nightmare Junkhead, where we talk horror films, we've actually done an episode on this film. Because we're big on anthologies, horror anthologies, you know, that shit. We've done several episodes on those. And this is one of the ones that we've done. Uh, But on the 16th, we're hosting a screening of Tales from the Dark Side. I know, the the, um, spiritual successor to Creepshow. Yeah, the Creepshow 3, if you will. Mm -hmm. Um, And and this is a fantastic horror anthology. Mm -hmm. And it's got, it's, there's so many people in it, you go, oh, right. what are they doing the in? The blessing. <laughs> you will never see cats the same oh, way again, no, man, no. after Tales from the Dark Side. It's fantastic. It's three uh, vignettes in the in the anthology. It's and a wraparound story. A great wraparound, mm-hmm. actually, which if you listen to us talk anthologies, you need a good wraparound yeah, to make exactly, a good horror anthology. Exactly. And Tales from the Dark Side is fantastic, mm-hmm. so I can't wait to see you guys out on that one. Uh, on the 19th, then this is the one I'm really excited for, because uh, whether or not we were going to be hosting this one, I was going to go and see this one yeah. anyway. But the entire month of January, they're doing a whole, like, just uh, an homage. This is this time to Mr. Quentin Tarantino. Mm-hmm. And so they're screening a lot of his films. They're also screening a lot of films that influenced yeah. him. Yeah. And Lady Snowblood is one of the direct influences of Kill Bill, mm-hmm. like straight up, um, just bride revenge, uh-huh. badass female protagonist, and it's also just a beautiful film. Uh, stark imagery, white blood, just fantastic. It's going to be a blast. Lady Snowblood on the nineteenth. If you love Tarantino movies, or if you even love like old Chopsaki, old Chopsaki movies, man, just, yeah, you'll Grit- you'll like this. Movie. Gratuitous amount of blood, mm-hmm. you know, just the spirit, the spurting blood that was just the, the principal aesthetic of Kill Bill yeah. it comes from these films. Oh, it's yeah. fantastic. Uh, and then on the 24th, uh, this is one I'm excited for, because uh, we're so cool. Uh, True Romance. <laughs> yeah. This is going to be a good one. I haven't seen True Romance for maybe about 10 years. Oh, really? Yeah. It's been oh, that long snap. since so I've seen it. that's going to be fun. Yeah. It's such a fanboy wish fulfillment, because mm-hmm. uh, this is the one that Tony Scott directed and Tarantino wrote, and this is one of his first screenplays. Yeah. But you can, I mean, it's so Tarantino. Oh, it's yeah. so Tarantino, it's almost ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this is a great one. This actually has one of my favorite uh, Patricia Arquette performances, because I really think if you could have taken her from this film and transport her to Preacher... She would make the greatest Tulip O'Hare, man. I could see that. Just so uh-huh. badass. Yeah. So badass. Yeah. Uh, and this that is a movie that has... You blink and you're to miss them because everyone's in that film. Oh, yeah. It's unreal. Yeah. Uh, you get some great Tarantinoisms, great dialogue, monologues. I'm still debating whether I should watch it before I host it just to make sure. Or just if I, I would say this is one to just go and clean yeah. if you haven't seen it all on the yeah. big theater, big screen with that kind of a crowd, too. Because mm-hmm. that's the thing with the Tarantino films, you know, there's a very distinct and specific audience that comes out of Oh, most that. definitely. And they, a lot of them are just. Either you like his movies or you don't. There's really no. I don't see a lot of in between. There's, yeah, there's no like, well, Reservoir Dogs is good, but Pulp Fiction, you know, there's not a lot of that. If they're like, fuck yeah, another Tarantino movie, you're like, another Tarantino movie? Gadzooks. And I think you nailed it when it's just a fuck yeah, another Tarantino film. Because I'm one of those people that I'm like, I'm a fuck yeah, yeah, it's a Tarantino movie. Like, The Hateful Eight, I'm excited for this movie. And I called it back in the day when we saw the first trailer. I'm telling you, Jennifer Jason Lee is going to be the standout star of that. That's what they're saying, dude. That's that's what they're saying, dude. They're saying it's she kills it. Of course she does. It's Jennifer Jason Lee. She's so badass. (laughs) She's so wonderful. Um, And then, you know. Yosemite Kurt Russell. God. (laughs) The Lorax Kurt Russell with that. He is, oh, even mustachioed, Mm -hmm. bearded, baby-faced. Every aspect of Kurt Russell works for him, man. There's just something about that guy. It's his presence. 
I would do nasty, nasty things just to drink with him. And I don't drink, but I would do it just to drink with him. Like, mm-hmm. I always imagined him and Chris Robinson, because remember, Chris Robinson dated at Kate Hudson for a while. Yeah. I just always imagined them at like a Thanksgiving dinner in an empty t- in an empty bathtub in a backyard, arm in arm in the tub with beers in each hand, drunk and laughing. And just that, ha, 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 ha. You know, that great Kurt Russell laugh. <laughs> There's I, a knock on the door. It's John Carpenter. Oh, hey, God. what's going on, guys? Hey, you guys want to play some NBA 2000? Yeah, I brought some NBA 2000. <laughs> I only wish it could be that good, man. I just want to be a fly on the wall for that. Just, this is great. I'm loving it. Uh, and then finally, going back to our uh, VCR, VHS, uh, um, big humble beginnings. We are doing a video vortex on the 26th with a film called Bad Magic. Have you seen the previews for that movie yeah. with the little puppet? Like a little puppet talking, you want souls. It looks perfect. Those video vortexes, I haven't had been a bad one. Dude. No. There's not been a bad video vortex. There's been several that I've never seen, but right. it makes it that much better. Yeah. And it's only a dollar, which you cannot beat. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, definitely check us out at the Alamo. We'll be there all month. It's going to be great. Yeah. And then, and then, more exciting. If any of you were at the Christmas marathon, and some of you were, Mm -hmm. we announced that we're actually going to start a monthly movie night at Tap Cave. (laughs) It's going to be awesome, dude. It is. It's Nerds and Nostalgia present Monday Mystery Movie Night, Mm -hmm. in which we will screen a movie that we don't say in advance. Right. That's the whole mystery aspect of it. We might give you the genre or like a theme of some sort. We do because I actually we showed trailers Mm -hmm. at the uh, marathon. And it gives you a hint of what we're going to screen. And so the trailers that we showed uh, was Hard Bodies, Porky's 2 the next day, and Revenge of the Nerds. So you know you're in for a boner jam. A boner jam. And so we, like Genius, you said, we are going to definitely theme it. And this is kind of our salute to USA. USA is up all night. This is the the film we're going to be screening. You... If you were a fan no, of it, yeah, you you would see it on USA. You up have all seen night. it on yeah. USA up all mm-hmm. night. But I will just say this: the movie we're going to see, it should be a a cult classic, a la Revenge of the Nerds. Yeah, but it just didn't click with people. And there's a very obvious reason when you watch it. It's I'm I'm guaranteeing you this: every film we're going to screen is going to be a fun film. Oh yeah, we're not going to we're, we're it's <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. Do you how by now are we going to steer you wrong? And I should let's let's just say this: when we did the um the Christmas marathon, let's uh, for any of you that weren't able to get out there, the three uh, films that we screened, uh, the, we opened up with a long kiss goodnight, mm-hmm. which was played fantastically, oh, yeah. and you could tell there were people that had never just seen that a one blast before. With that movie, because oh, how could you not have a blast with that? It's movie? Shane Black, man. Yeah, it's a great movie. You know, uh, there's um, just so many fun things with that. And then we followed that up with Better Off Dead. Two dollars. Which, Savage Default and you can't go wrong. And mm-hmm. then the, the, the topper, the, the penultimate one, it was great. Silent Night, Deadly Night with oh, Linnea. Yes. Luscious <laughs> Linnea. So those are the kind of films that we like to yeah. screen. And mm-hmm. it was really funny because there were a few people there that were like, oh, a Christmas marathon. Had no idea who we were. <laughs> and so. Oops. I, yeah. And thank God. <laughs> I insist. Yeah, you you no. wanted to open it up with Silent Night, Deadly Night. And I, I was like, know. I was like, you know what? There's a lot of people who don't know us. We probably shouldn't open up with Punish, you know, just right off the bat. And I'm so glad Let, you let's, said let's that. Let's do man. a little bit more fun first, and then lead up to the gore. Because for some reason, I think I was thinking like mischievously, like you normally would, and just like, <laughs> oh, let's let's play this one first. <laughs> <and yeah. laughs> 
So I'm glad we didn't. But yeah, no, we're going to be doing it. It's going to be the last Monday of every month. Mm-hmm. So in this case, we're going to be doing it on the uh, 25th. Yes. And we're going to include the same thing, uh, vintage trailers, clips. We'll show trailers for next month's film. Again, mm-hmm. it's not going to be the exact film, but it'll be in the vein. We might have a genre. prize or two correlating Guarantee. with the movie. And the biggest thing. Yes, yes. This is the biggest thing. For those of you who always like, you know what? I wish I could come to these things or who have come to the things. Like, I wish I could be a part of the show. You get to be a part of the show. We're 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 opening up and we're gonna do a little pod. Yep, we're little, recording we're, a live episode of Nerds and Nostalgia mm, right, after the after film. the film. So you can come in and like come talk about the movies and and all it will that be shit. interactive. And yeah. that's actually where I think we're gonna put out for prizes because the interactivity is much like how we do when we host things. You know, we like mm-hmm. to give things away, but it's all audience interaction. So it'll be based on that. So on the twenty fifth of January at Tapcade, seven o'clock, we'll get you home by ten o'clock. We promise. And we're also going to be including drink specials, snack specials. <laughs> uh, yeah, we've got. We've already been looking at advance on that one. Let me tell you, in March, yeah. your our, your opinion of us is probably going to go way down, way down, as if it wasn't low way, enough, way, way down. But it's a good movie. We're going to show. It's oh, a great movie. It's just the pairing that we have it with might not. It might have, might offend <laughs> some people, but at the same time, fuck it. You know, and, it's and a fun time. It's going to be a total nerds of nostalgia. And, and experience. you know what? We're already planning. Uh, oh, yeah. Halloween. We're oh. planning next year's Christmas. We're, we we 2016 is going to be the year of the nerds. It's going to be a blast. I yeah. cannot wait. Now we'll say this: all the films that we're going to screen during that year are going to be from either 2006. 1996, 1986, or 1976. Mm-hmm. So we're staying within those years. So our first one, I will say, is an 86 movie. Of course. And it's, a, it's a boner. It's, it's a bo- the yeah. highlight of the boner jams. That The boner jams hit their peak, if you mm-hmm. will, you know, at around 86. <laughs> yeah, yeah <laughs> quite <laughs> honestly. Um, so yeah, we've got a lot of good stuff coming up. I cannot wait for that. It's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, hope to see you guys out there. Mm-hmm. Um, we will start actually um, advertising it through Screenland here pretty soon. Probably um, the beginning of the month, mm-hmm, yeah, after mm-hmm. all the hoopla for... For this little film that came out, right? Uh, Just a little is, indie, darling. Some you may have heard of it, um, Mumble, mumblecore. Or something. Yes, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> As it turns out, oh my goodness, <laughs> we've been talking about this one for a while. But before we get into our Star Wars: Force Awakens review, I wanted to kind of hit you up just in terms of your history with Star Wars, because mm-hmm. as nerds of nostalgia, obviously we revere Star Wars. Right. We wouldn't be nerds of nostalgia without it. Mm-hmm. But. Not everyone holds Star Wars the way I do. So my question to you is, you know, what has Star Wars meant to you as Genius McGee? It's just been around for the longest time. Um, I had a bunch of Star Wars toys. Of course. Um, Let's see. Of course course you did. I had the first one I saw in the theater was... uh, Jedi did me too. Yeah, me too. And I saw the other ones on like VHS and all that stuff. Um, I had the whole uh, Ewok indoor playset. Oh, you did? Yeah. The, now was that the one that with you could the trees actually... yep. and they had like the traps and all that kind of shit? Yeah, I loved it. I, I was I was ate up with Jedi. Jedi is my movie. Dude. Jedi is well. That's the one I saw and it was came out in eighty three. Uh, saw it, I saw it at the Glenwood Theater. Again, that's around like 96 of Methcath. Getting really regional here. Where, mm-hmm. where did you see Indian, Indian Springs? Springs? Of course, dude. Indian Springs, man. <laughs> Indian, fucking Indian Springs. The, the movie theater was like literally like five blocks. Indian Springs was like five, six blocks away from my house. Oh, that's even better. So, yeah, it was Indian Springs. Well, I remember lining up for it. There was a line. And again, this is pre-internet, so you couldn't buy tickets in advance. Mm-hmm. Um, huge line. Just the, the, the anticipation was coming. I actually bought the uh, sold programs. Really? Yeah, so I had a program. Oh, because the Glenwood was fancy schmancy. It was fancy schmancy. And so got a program, and I just remember just... Just you know everything happening, just my mind being blown, seeing it up on the full on the big screen because you know 
The New Hope, mm-hmm. Empire Strikes Back, saw at home. Yeah. You know, never really got to. Uh, but seeing that in the original, it was just, it was mind-blowing. It was just fantastic. the big scope of it. I mean. It was huge. Yeah, it even was, the, the, the indoor battle was an amazing. It was fantastic. Yeah, it was. And when you are that young, now obviously upon reflection, a lot of people are like, oh, Jedi and Ewoks. You know what? I don't really have a problem with Ewoks. I had a blast with Ewoks because they were like, you know, badass teddy bears. I was at that age where, you know, teddy bears were still a thing, you know? Yeah. And honestly, they went through some shit too. We lost a few Ewoks along the we way. We lost a lot of Ewoks. Right? There are a lot of Ewoks. So there was some genuine pathos, you mm-hmm. know, involved with Jedi. And, um, I, and I told you, man, when I die, right, my brain is going to go into a robot. My subconscious and my brain is going to go into a robot. My body, I want it on a big funeral pyre like Vader. Invaders. Yeah, like <sighs> Vader's funeral pyre, dude. I mean, I could not tell you how excited I was when Luke, like, dove off the little diving board, flipped up, caught the lightsaber. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know it was magical it was a magical magical movie dude and we have existed where star wars has always been with us mm-hmm. you know and there's some older listeners that were you know predated the star wars and you know maybe hit it in their 20s but it still means a lot to them yeah. because it's in its core it's it's for kids let's face it you know if you yeah. watched it and you're it's not a, a sci-fi fan now, yeah. right. but it's it's they're exciting there's huge they're huge in scope um you know shit because of those movies i finally read like joseph campbell's you know here with a thousand faces you know because <laughs> you know these are the films that really rewarded rewatches because mm-hmm. they were very deep but they created such a great mythology you know yeah. you were invested in these characters you grew to care for them mm-hmm. um now obviously they all came out unscathed for the most part which was great well i'm missing a hand or two exactly you know? <laughs> yeah not to say that you know when you kiss your own sister nothing you know you're not you know scarring yourself have you seen the game of thrones it's a meme where it's like it's got leah and she's like i kissed my brother once and then it's got the queen like oh that's yeah cute. she's just like just like, standing mm-hmm, there mm-hmm. cersei uh <laughs> cersei gets down a little bit more extreme than leia there uh but the next ones i saw in the theater were the re-releases yeah and Oh, no. Yeah, no. I see. I went and I actually picked up my cousin, my cousin, Joshua, I've talked about before. We grew up together, invested in these movies. He was, I think, maybe a junior in high school. I'd already graduated. I picked up. He was skipping school. I picked him up to skip school. We go and we see Star Wars, A New Hope. Special edition. We're excited. We're seeing it. We're seeing it in in the the theater theater with enhanced special effects. And And, oh, yeah. And this is before the oversaturation of Star Wars. You know, starting in 2000, it just became more and more. Well, this is back in 97, I think. Yeah. And so we the only thing that we had were the original movies. Some occasional comics and books. That was it. There wasn't oh, and the just droids cartoon. The droids cartoon. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. the, the Ewok movies on the, their own. <laughs> I liked Battle for with, Endor with, with Wilford Wilford Brimley. Brimley. I I didn't mind that movie because I was young enough where I it was still kind of very Star Warsian. Of course, no, it very much was. It was. Yeah, and it was still it was. I think it's technically canon. You know. I I'm hey I'm not know? gonna I'm not gonna bag it. It's been forever since I've seen those. Yeah, I'm gonna have to refresh my memory, but I remember being like, "This movie's pretty good," you know. Okay, but well, it's a ex- little little genius, you know. <laughs> it's extended universe. It's right. still taking those characters. You know, I loved Wicked. Right, everybody loved Wicked. Fuck yeah, man! Warwick Davis getting him some work. Can't I go know. wrong with that. Oh, and man. so I, I I was excited. We're interested. Mm-hmm. We're, we're we're looking at it, and the, the scrawl comes up. We're just, and then it happens. The Halo type. Not even that. It's the Greedo incident. Oh, yeah. And listen, I am... I'm not so much a fanboy that I'm like, oh, George Lucas raped my childhood. No, not at all. Those originals still exist. Mm-hmm. Sadly, we can't get to them. Not yet. Well, you know, I really thought, you know, right. I'd give him my own. Oh, George. He went really? He went mad with power. He did, because my cousin, we looked at each other like, what the fuck just happened? Yeah. I mean, it was jarring. And it's just like that old, like, you know, the old sci-fi, science fiction ones where it's like, 
where they scientists create God and there's always someone or plays God and there's always someone you can do this, but, but should, should you? The Jeff you know, Goldblum, just right. That and that's and you know what? Lucas was like, I'm gonna do it. I can and I will. And it was like you shouldn't have done that. You Made like Brundle and, flies out of the movie. That just Cronenbergian vomiting, <laughs> vomiting all over the original VHSs. Well, again, I have no problem with him doing that. Right, but, but it make, takes a little bit of the character. Well, make just make uh, make available those originals. Yeah, those are the ones we were raised on. Well, they find from what I hear, they finally are. I hope they they're are. They're gonna give the Blu-ray. They're gonna give them the Blu-ray. Are like, they? Yeah, not where it's the un edited ones but they're just going to kind of not, not clean it up per se but just I, I yeah i don't even care if they're clean i just no, want them i kind of want the grit i kind of want yeah. the grit and the dirt dude because the the new ones even on empire it's very minimal but it's still jarring to me yeah. because you are so ingrained you were raised on these films mm-hmm. that they're second nature these are films you know you can practically run through the entirety of it oh, quoting yeah. oh, no yeah. problem shit we could probably reenact all of them so when those those beats happen it's jarring it's very it takes away from it yeah. and again i'm okay with that just let me have those originals. Yeah. Did we really need the the extra Jabba and Jeez. Jabba that whole, scene? At that the whole dance scene that comes out. Oh, or it's and the CGI. He oh. Goes, oh, yeah. No, it was rough. The it, the wackiness of Maz Esley just is like riding on dobacks. I know. It's I, and I, I know what he was going for because it's a space like a little space uh, spaceport. Yeah. So there's obviously there would be a lot of stuff going on, but I'm okay with the limitation at the time. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, and you know what? Like we talked about it about this movie coming up that we're, we're going to talk about here. But then we're going to bring up this a lot mm-hmm. in this podcast. But less is more. Oh yeah. You know oh, what yeah. I'm saying? Less is a lot more because he didn't really take that lesson because then 2000 hits. Oh god. And we get the prequels. Now, l- l- now let's face it. Before you've initially saw, Phantom I was Menace, excited. I was excited. I was really excited for the Phantom Menace because I was like, oh, this is sweet. Remember seeing that trailer the first time, right? And just hearing the like dun 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 dun, and just seeing that little oh, epic battle, yes. that little snippet of the a fucking Darth Maul, and you're like, that dude looks bad as fuck, dude. And like, yeah. You yeah. were you were hyped. Yeah, super hyped. And, and then you saw it. Well, here's what happened with that was a build up. My cousin Josh again, God bless him. He was and we saw it at the Glenwood Arts Theater again. <laughs> so that to me was was already kind of special. It's like yeah. I'm getting to see it again. I didn't get to see it, for, you know, originally in '83. So here in 2000, I'm getting to see these new ones. Mm-hmm. He stood in line for a good week. He wow. he roughed it for us, man. Yeah. And so we would occasionally go in and hang out with him, and we'd be schooling people of Star Wars Trivial Pursuit and shit. Had a guy in Jedi robes making fun of me, you know. I was like, well, at least I don't have to, you know, get my credit card, you know, talk to a girl, dude. You know, I shouldn't say that. But and 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 here we are. I know, yeah, from a basement. <laughs> I'm wearing a Jedi robe right now. Shit. Fuck. We both have easy access to our lightsabers, dude. Mine's in my car. I'm ready to go. I know. I got my lightsaber on me at all fucking times. You never know when you're going to have to it's cut off somebody's horrible. hand. But that, <laughs> that shows you the strength of these films right. and what they meant to us. Uh-huh. I mean, it, I, you know, I'm, so, I'm Greg D. I'm a Star Wars fan. Yeah. You can, I can never not be a Star Wars fan. Oh, it yeah. can never not be special to me. Um, but man, we go in, this opening scrawl comes up, and I'm just like, I'm so excited. And then you get this weird thing about trade disputes and the, I'm just like okay whatever okay it I'll, was hard to follow from the was. from the get and then just more and more started and you get these crazy busy just there's so much going on and you realize it's all green screen it's mm-hmm. all, all CGI green and it was 
bunch of talking about like it was like a un conference it was, and then it was like crazy action where you couldn't there was no focus was there was no focus there was no like it was oh, overwhelming right and then you had now okay i'm not a jar jar sympathizer by any means but at the same time i knew what he was going for well, sure. he was like we need a wacky sidekick the kids will love kids yeah. will love the jar jar banks right Ugh. Well, and those like, that's the biggest thing. And I think we've talked about on the podcast before. Those films were not made for us. Right. They were made for the next generation of Star Wars but fans. But even the next generation of Star Wars fans didn't like them. There, there are some people, though, that will say, no, they're better than the original trilogy. And again, they're younger kids that were right. raised on these. But like the lightsaber battle. Badass. Oh, no. The, the, the Darth lights. Maul and Obi-Wan. Darth Maul. That was a whole bad. When 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 there's an Obi-Wan is just, or no, when Qui-Gon Jinn is just there sitting there meditating. And oh, then he's, he's just pacing like a tiger, just waiting. Yeah. Just waiting. I'm like, Ray Park is a fucking badass. Like, those man. were great. No, Seeing yes. these, these Jedis in their prime being badasses right great choreography mm-hmm. loved it yeah but still just the story you can have that- you can put you can put a cherry on top of a shit sunday and the cherry will still be the best part but you still have to go to the shit sunday you know what i'm saying so one beautiful wonderful scene does not, not a make- good movie make no because i walked out everyone applauded at the end audience lost their mind and i was i was clapping along because i didn't right but, I but was at the like, same time you're like something's ha- wrong there's a disturbance in the force <laughs> there's <laughs> a million fanboys called out you know all at once no and i remember just that uneasy feeling mm-hmm. and then the backlash kind of started and yeah. then you got you know the attack of the clones that movie was proper rubbish oh dude that- there was not i couldn't find a redeeming it was too wordy and the action scenes were just way off they were insane and <sighs> honestly and and I- it had me it had sam jackson which i was excited for because i love me some sam jackson i was waiting for him to. i'm tired of these motherfucking sits on my motherfucking star plane you know, you know which lightsaber is yours you know one that says bad bad, motherfucker, motherfucker, yeah. bad motherfucker on it it plays super sounds in the 70s in the background <laughs> the behemoth you know just <laughs> if only one of the other jedis could have been like big daddy bodine or whatever that was you know no i i was just so ultimately disappointed and, and the whole clone story the whole the whole story was very convoluted well you remember in the originals they lay they planted the seeds of you know you fought with my fathers in the clone wars right so there was a reference to it in the original trilogy and there was excitement about this like oh we get to see the clone wars okay cool, yeah. cool, 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 cool. but and then, we've been building all these things in our heads but then they tried to explain it mm-hmm. and then they tried and then the midichlorians oh and then that to me was the biggest not and again i'm putting no, science i get my get this science out of my religion i know yeah. because the way they they portrayed the force in the original trilogy was it was like almost similar to Taoism. Right. It existed amongst us. We could be attuned to it. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And then they bring Made in science. these midichlorians things where it's just a simple blood test and you're either, you know, I, you're either Jedi or Sith. Again, it's, it's cool. Like, it's cool. It's whatever. But I so that, basically they made the force like HIV. So they had to take a blood. <laughs> I'm sorry. You came down with the case of midichlorians. You got the midichlorians. Damn no. It. Damn it. Yeah, it it was really rough, man. I just had a I had a hard time with it, and even Revenge of the Sith, which still had some great action, this and that. Once again, 
it had that really badass scene in the volcano where okay so the volcano i remember reading starlog back in the day so this mm-hmm. is like starlog was the the companion piece to fangoria yeah it was sci-fi. sci-fi it was sci-fi fangoria and i remember reading an interview with george lucas where he talked about how vader got disfigured in that the lava planet with obi-wan mm-hmm. so that one had also been planted so you were hyped on. Fuck yeah, I yeah. was super hyped, but... It was a good fight it was a scene. Fight. It was a great fight scene, but, but once again, shit Sunday, dude. Well, that, and especially in Attack of the Clones, I noticed that it was all almost like a video game setup. Like, when, that, when they're in that droid factory... Oh, and they go different levels, dude. Everything was a different level. Like, it, oh, you fought a mini-boss, you know? I halfway expected a little control to come out to mm-hmm. me, and again... again I understand what they were going for. They were the next generation of kids are all video game players, right? So they're they're basically making a movie with the similar kind of a feel and a the structure and the video games oh, the, were yeah, exactly Titans. like boom 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 boom. So beat for beat, the Star oh, yeah. Wars movies. Yeah, I mean, again, merchandising, right? You know that uh, part of the part of the thing. I understand that's that. part of the game. It is. Yeah, it is. We, we was, dig it. We, he was on it a long time ago. Mm-hmm. You know, and I'm okay with that because shit, like you said, I had a shit ton of Star Wars toys. I had yeah. the blasters. I we have we have we lightsabers. lightsabers yeah. Forty year old men with lightsabers. <laughs> um, but I remember seeing the, the the end of Revenge of the Sith. They, um, god damn, and freaking Padme dying of sadness. Yeah, and then I had yeah. that Vader. That, no, right, the one that he put in in the oh. original trilogy. Same no. Yeah, when Luke. When he's like, fuck no! it, I yeah. would rather die than join you and be in the dark side. And then on the special, they give him a no like he was like, no, I don't want to do it. Oh, it's it's cool, though. It's cool. <laughs> because uh, ultimately, we now have the new prequels that are coming or the new sequels the new, that are coming yeah, out. Disney bought trilogy. it mm-hmm. and they promised all these new sequels, these tie ins, a Marvel cinematic universe, if you will. Yeah, supposedly from now until 2020, there's oh going to be a different, a new Star Wars movie every, every year. year. That's pretty dope. It's amazing. That's amazing. As long as it doesn't oversaturate, is my, probably my <coughs> biggest concern with that because right. I remember the anticipation for Star Wars. Because you know what? The new movies begin, the new non uh, actual trilogy mm-hmm. ones we could wind up with another battle for indoor right <laughs> this is true or the, another christmas special. another christmas special what do you get a wookie for christmas when he already has a comb <laughs> art carney just was slumming it man like did george lucas have pictures of him on Probably. something it's like him and b arthur the you know b- they're just like, abe Bagoda's in the background taking the pictures <laughs> he's like pulling a greedo <laughs> I'm just, I'm just curious. You're great. We they got probably threw a whole it, bunch you know? of money at him. They're like, "Hey, Art Carney, you ain't doing shit. You want to earn some money? You oh. want to be a star, don't you?" Okay, there, buddy. I can do that. You want to be a, st- a the, the reverse star? Wars, casting casting. Don't you? <laughs> Chomping on a big ass lightsaber. Sebulba <laughs> make you famous. Yeah, we can put Sebulba in the new, uh, the new sequels, guys, if you'd like. Get out of here, George. Shoo, 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 shoo. I don't know. There were just so many disappointments based mm-hmm. on our love for the original trilogy. The new one came out. We can find good stuff with it. We can but find good stuff, but at, this, at the end of the day, it's, it's not, not up to Star Wars it, level. It, it never felt like a Star Wars movie no. to me. Yeah. It just felt too busy, too clean. Oh, too green screeny? Too, yeah. I just, and too much shit. Because the originals, <sighs> there was a lot of shit going on, but there was a focus, and it wasn't like, you know... I think like with the new with, with the special editions when they went to Mos Eisley when um all that goofiness was going around mm-hmm. you can't just focus on them walking into the oh, thing no. there's all this like 
crazy. Look at me. Look right. At me. Look, there's Jawas and there's like all kinds of yeah, it's, just doing weird shit. And, it's overkill. Yeah, way overkill. You you said it best. You could, but should you? Yeah. And I don't think he should have. No, I he think he should have left well enough yeah, alone. He well, he's always said that his original vision they couldn't accommodate what he wanted to do, and I get that. But honestly. You know, when you have those kind of limitations... But that- you made a masterpiece with what you have. Why Hells go back yeah. and fuck with it? It's like... um, Remember a couple of years back when they found this painting uh, of, like, well, like, really old painting of Jesus or something like mm-hmm. that, and the, the lady went to go fix it, and she wound up fucking it up and it looking horrible. Do you remember? It I don't like remember a, that. No. It wound up looking like a frog, you know? I'm <laughs> <laughs> like, you shouldn't fuck with it. I'm like... Oh, there's like, you know what? I'm going to touch up the Sistine Chapel. Right. You know, they didn't have fuchsia back in the day. Let's add some fuchsia. You know, you don't need that. Well, what's interesting is also when you look at those original, like the special editions, it dates the movie hardcore. Yeah, because the CGI is not good. No, it looks like Wing Commander-esque, you know, like I put in a DVD-ROM or something, you know. (laughs) It's very jarring. Mm -hmm. And so I'm glad now that they've kind of course corrected because... Disney buying Star Wars, they promised, like you said, we're going to get new Star Wars. And so the hype machine began. Mm -hmm. And so it's like, okay, well, what do we do now? And then they said, okay, you know who's going to be directing? J.J. Abrams. Mm, You guys like that? Yeah, we're like, okay, that can work. And he'd been given the reins of another franchise that they were kind of, you know, boosting up again with Star Trek. And he killed it and i'm not a star trek fan no. i was always a star wars fan. same here but that was a, those star treks were good movies i enjoyed man. them yeah. i enjoyed them and it was always interesting because i remember when he was talking about when he originally was doing star trek he's like listen i he was basically said i grew up with star wars but i like star trek mm-hmm. and he did he did a really good job with yeah. that and so we've got jj abrams so it's like okay let's see right, right, and right. then he's gonna be writing it, and then they also bring in lawrence cadson who also scripted like fucking Raiders of the Lost Ark, Empire Strikes Back. Mm-hmm. So they're getting some of the old band back together. Yeah. They got John Williams, of course, coming back for, you know, this. Yes. And then more importantly, then they said, oh, by the way, we're bringing back some of the original trilogy people. And I'm like, what? Right. <laughs> because we all just assumed for the most part that, you know, it's it was just going to be a new set of people. Right. Because that was the thing with the, with the prequels is they gave us, you know, Obi-Wan younger mm-hmm. they gave us anakin anakin young Vader. younger but that was really all we were familiar with because we really never saw the mom not we at really all never saw we, they had uncle owen and Aunt right. in there but you know <laughs> for a little for bit a, like a like a brief second before they became crispy but, oh, um, yeah goddamn that was rough <laughs> But, yeah, the only really two, well, C-3PO and R2-D2, but they Shit. don't really count. And I that's what really was weird was when <clears throat> you find out, oh, I'm going to make Darth Vader create C-3PO. And you're like, what? <coughs> Hold on. I didn't need them in those prequels. No. Mm-mm. But I, 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 a sense of familiarity goes a long way, and I think that's why he did that. Yeah. Shit, even Revenge of the Sith, there's the throwaway line where Yoda's like, Oh, Chewbacca. Chewbacca. Yeah, yeah, girl, I miss you most. It's like, I didn't need that. Right. I didn't need that. That right. sullies, you know, my love of uh, Chewbacca. So he's like, guess what? Han's going to be back. Leia's going to be back. Luke's going to be back. So it's like, okay, that's all right, all right. cool. Yeah, you're talking to me yeah. now. And I was really on the fence about this. And really, because I was like, okay, once bitten, twice shy type thing. Mm-hmm. But then the Comic-Con exclusive DV, uh, exclusive video type thing that brought out where they showed the making of the and movie. And it was all behind the scenes. And it was behind, they just showed the practical effects of it, the sets, the everything. Like, we were using as much little green screen as possible. Oh, yeah. I was like, oh, oh, yeah. Really? And I even remember the first trailer that came out, and I was just like, oh, that looks pretty good, you know? And they didn't really give anything away. And then that next trailer came out, and that's the one we've talked about on the podcast. Chewie, 
we're home. And it's like, Jesus whoa, Christ. shit! Yeah, no, it was great. It yeah. was fantastic, because mm-hmm. like we said, we were like, oh, there's that's fucking Han Solo, man. Right. Like, yeah. Han Solo's gonna be in a movie. <laughs> fuck, it, fuck Harrison Ford, that's Han yeah, Solo. Yeah, that's Han Solo. And I really liked the way they didn't give too much of the plot. No, it was like super spoiler free. It really was. Now, they apparently, they about a week before the movie released, there was an international trailer that came out, and everyone said, like, don't watch it. It gives away too much. And I'm like, cool, I can do that. And I felt really proud of myself for not yeah, doing that. Yeah, no, me too. And then early reviews started finally hitting. And I avoided them too. Yeah. And I was really proud of myself. So all that being said, from here on out, spoilers. Mad, crazy spoilers. <laughs> because when we're going to talk about our review of The Force Awakens, we're going to spoil the shit out of it. So if you don't want spoilers and you want to know what we thought about the movie, let's just say we both enjoyed it We loved much. it. Um, yeah. yeah, absolutely. Immensely. We've seen it multiple immensely. times at this yeah, point. Right. I, will, I will see it again. Yeah, me too. <laughs> but we are going to spoil the shit out of it. So if you have not seen the movie, stop what you're doing. Because mm-hmm. we're about to ruin. We are the, ruin <laughs> the Star Wars and the things that you're used to. <laughs> Sincerely. Uh, so go see it. Screenland. Go see it. The Alamo. Mm-hmm. Support our local boys mm-hmm. here. So we're giving you a warning. A lot of spoilers coming up on our review of Star Wars The Force Awakens. So you have been warned. Yeah. And so let's... Oh, okay. You want to take a break? We're good. Yeah, let's go let's ahead take and a take break. a real quick take break. Take a break. Gives you a chance to find another podcast. Listen to our bo- listen to our past episodes. Maybe if you're catching up on this one, you know, maybe like it's in February and you're listening now. Like now, nah, I can listen to. It. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Um, make sure you see our. Uh, <laughs> make sure you see our Monday mystery nerds and nostalgia movies. So we'll come back. We'll be back. Hi there. I'm Sandra Bergman. I starred in Conan the Barbarian. I'm here with the boys of Nerds of Nostalgia, and do you want to live forever? And now, Uncle Coyote, quoting Yoda. Adventure, excitement, a Jedi craze, not these things. Shit, but I know I do. Shit, I'm going to get adventure and excitement any way I can. Shit, judge me by my size, do you? Shit, I'm going to show you size. <laughs> yeah, buddy. And that was Uncle Coyote quoting Yoda. All right, gang, we are back, and it is time for our spoiler-filled, spoiler. let's let's t- say it again, spoiler-filled review. The following podcast is rated S for spoilers. Lots of spoiler talk here for Star Wars The Force Awakens. So, we're in the theater. Mm-hmm. My anticipation level is Through super high. Oh, my Through God. Roof, oh, my man. God. I'm just waiting for this. Movie starts, mm-hmm. and I've got a familiar rhythm and cadence when it comes to the beginning of a Star Wars film. It's always the 20th Century Fox logo that dun-dun-dun. You know, you got that. You mm-hmm. get, and then you you transition to the Lucasfilm, Lucas and then in a galaxy far, far away. But shit, Disney now owns Star Wars. We don't get that 20th Century Fox intro, and that really threw me off that first time I saw it. Did it? It really did, to the point where I was kind of like off rhythm, because it opens up with the Lucasfilm, mm-hmm. and then, you know, a long time ago in a galaxy far, far, and then you, bam, you hit the Star Wars. That's when the familiarity comes back. Could have been a lot worse, man. If that's like the one grieve. My big thing? Well, it's not so much a big thing. It's just how it started, and it yeah. kind of threw me off a little. Huh. But the best part of that whole thing. Because like I said, it could have been oh. a lot worse. It could have been. Is that the Disney? Oh. Oh. 
I'm trying to imagine then transitioning to the Lucas films. Honestly, at least it would have been. When you wish upon a Death Star, Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It really threw me off. But what immediately brought me back is the first sentence in the scrawl. Yeah. Luke Skywalker has vanished. Right. That's all you need to know. Nothing that about trade routes, right? trade disputes. Nothing. You're telling me Luke Skywalker is a focal point. He's important mm-hmm. again. He's the MacGuffin. He's, the, he's totally the MacGuffin in this mm-hmm. film. And that immediately course corrected me. I'm like, okay, cool. Yeah. Now you're talking my language. Right. You're talking Star Wars Because it wasn't like the Trade Federation is blah, 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 blah. It wasn't like a TPS report. No, exactly. <laughs> That's my dither. We did not have it in triplicate. And then it mentioned, you know, that Leah is looking for him. Like, mm-hmm. he's like the key to this whole new conflict. And the whole new conflict. And they call her General Leah. General Leah right. Organa. Like, okay, shit. All right, I'll buy that. Notice it's Leia Organa uh-huh. and different last name because that's one of the things that kind of worked for me yeah. there. So you open with the new scrawl. Of course, you're going to get it. And then you get a great shot of a Star Destroyer this time, much like the first shot of A New Hope when mm-hmm. you, you know, see the Star the Star Destroyer. And we're introduced with one of our first new characters. And that's what I was curious to see what they because To me, Star Wars could have had to do two things. Mm-hmm. Had to appeal to the old fanboys. And then needed to appeal to that new generation mm-hmm. because the prequels were made for a certain demographic. Same thing with this one. They need. They know they're going to get our money, right? You know the nerds. Whether money. whether it's a great movie or not, no. Phantom Menace. Exactly. You know they're going to get our money, it. right? But then they've got to hook that next generation mm-hmm. of fans, mm-hmm. and they're going to have to do it with new characters because the who's going to they have to make sure that they're going to sell the Ray action figures, exactly. the Finn action figures. Kids don't give a shit about some old the Jakku man. playset, you know? Yeah, they don't care. They, they need that new stuff. They don't care mm-hmm. about the old ones that we do. And we're introduced to Poe Dameron, mm-hmm. who is, and in the, even in the opening stroll, it says Leia sends her most daring pilot. And I, it's kind of cheesy the way it sounds, but I like but the that. Way, yeah, it's, it sets it up really, really well. And you get this guy, and he's very charismatic. He's great. Mm-hmm. I was hoping, you know, when they said daring pilot, it's like, ooh, is this Wedge? Like an older Wedge? <laughs> Not so much. Much, unfortunately, so much. but we were introduced to Poe Dameron, who's this new, um, you know, hotshot pilot, and he holds the key to finding Luke Skywalker because they've mm-hmm. got this map, and that's the whole thing. Mm-hmm. This movie is built around the search for Skywalker, right. which is wonderful. I love that direction because, again, it's making one of our people important, central mm-hmm. to this new story, and I really love, I love that. And then after that, the first thing I noticed sets yes. the shit we saw yes. behind the scenes. Every mm-hmm. place had weight, depth. It existed. Exactly. And it wasn't so overly done where there's so much all this crazy shit where you can't focus. There was focal points in this in every single fucking every scene. single scene. It was and then it opens up to um Normandy for stormtroopers. Oh man, that was intense. That was really intense, dude. That was we're like, oh shit. Because I think this is the first Star Wars that's PG thirteen. I think this one is still PG. No, this one was oh, PG-13. PG-13? Yeah. Damn. Yeah, this well, one. actually, I, I can see that. There's because there's some they, violence. There's some violence in this movie. And they open up slaying people, man. Yeah. And these are not your granddad stormtroopers. These ones actually can hit things. You know, mm-hmm. they're not. Yeah, no, they're violent. They're violent stormtroopers, and they live up to the stormtrooper Nazi name. Very much so. And let's, yeah, let's yeah. harken back to what a stormtrooper truly is. Yeah. You know, it's an agent of terror, an mm-hmm. agent of fear. And these truly these are, these inspire. are bad motherfuckers. And we're introduced man. with this whole idea of this whole, this first order, which is this new 
it's a, the new empire basically. Mm-hmm. And then we have the resistance, which is the new rebels. Re- rebels. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Um, what's, I kind of, what kind of threw me though, is that I was under the assumption cause we're 30 years after return of the Jedi that the Republic has, you know, has order throughout the galaxy, mm-hmm. but apparently not. Well, you know, you have to have a bad guy. I of mean, course. through the ashes of anything, any Can tonal run. shift of the, because it was the empire, the mm-hmm. empire was thwarted and were replaced with the Republic, but something's gonna, come up i mean fucking we can make nazi correlations to this the whole time but look what happened in nazi germany sure you know what i'm saying they had order before the fascist before the nazis came out yeah yeah so from the right from the ashes of the empire comes the first order and they're pretty badass they're they're vile yeah they are vile they are everything you want in a villain yeah especially with star wars the way it's working mm-hmm. like that um and so you again you're introduced you got practical sets you got things that exist you've mm-hmm. got the terror of the stormtroopers yeah. and then we're introduced to then our one of our main characters uh, played by John Boyega who if you haven't seen Attack of the Block that's a great movie. Make sure you yeah, drop what you're doing attack and see. The block. But he plays uh, one of the stormtroopers that has a crisis of conscience mm-hmm. because he realized what's going on. He, he sees his his well, I don't know if they're friends because nobody really, but he right. sees everybody dying around him. And yeah, some of the stormtroopers get. And this is one of the first instances I remember, except for in A New Hope, but you see blood mm-hmm. because he's got this great thing where one of his comrades falls and dies, and he puts his hand on his helmet, and you get this streak like little finger swipes of blood. And that's a good. That was a good device to show who exactly that character is amongst all the chaos and you know amidst what I'm saying? these faceless stormtroopers right he is he the has, one he has like a little bit of symbol to him and yeah. you can tell him even in his body language that yeah he's he truly did, affected he did a great job of her uh showing all that stuff before he took his mask off just as like i like when everyone when uh, kylo ren did, tells everybody to shoot everybody in the village he's the only one that's not shooting nope. Nope. and they even call him out and they're like you give me your gun check your gun yeah, yeah. Oh, there's still a lot of order involved in that. Um, we're introduced to <clears throat> Captain Phasma, who is played by um, Gwendolyn Christie, who is also in Game of Thrones. Which I have not yet got to that part. No, right, I'm going right. to have to come, I'm gonna have to come over. I'm going to have to come over. We've got to get you caught up on yeah, that. Yeah, i got to come over. But you're introduced to all these pretty badass characters. Yeah. Um, and that I again, I was actually kind of invested in them, not immediately, but I was like, okay. You but know how what? tight was that shot when Poe shot? the after the alliance or after his friend is killed well so we already told right, you spoilers right. so fuck off oh yeah yeah but when he's and then kylo ren just that blaster and it's just this and then the funny thing that i liked about it it was right at the beginning and it was had a big amount of lens flare and that was jj saying this is my movie, this is my movie. I'm, I'm doing this shit i'm you know? just gonna throw this out right at the beginning right for and then we're done you know because <laughs> there wasn't another lot of lens flare after that i think no. no no more not that i noticed right but that was just the one like eh, i got i gotta put it i'm jj abrams look at me you know but it was a badass scene it they worked. just stopped it well you mentioned kylo ren so kylo mm-hmm. ren is basically this new generation's darth vader mm-hmm. but as it's revealed He's nowhere near as powerful as no, Darth Vader. not even close. He's the Darth Vader fanboy, right. is what he is. Yeah. He's just, you know, he's a revered Darth Vader, and as it turns we turn, as it turns out, Darth Vader is his grandfather, mm-hmm. because this is Han and Leia's kid. Yeah, Spo- we, we told you spoilers. Oh yeah, no, we're going to spoil We told you shit. spoilers, so. And well, I'm just going to, so I actually really liked 
Mm-hmm. Kylo Ren as a character, yeah, because we can actually actually see him get more powerful and grow, mm-hmm. you know, and which I think is really cool. And the fact that he's just a petulant boy, really, mm-hmm. he's not powerful. In mm-hmm. fact, he's—I don't even know if he'd be ranked as a Jedi at this point because he's got mm-hmm. a really—it's a cool lightsaber. Mm-hmm. But I like the fact that it was just so, so poorly constructed because he's not a real Jedi that it's kind of whack a little, you know, it's a little janky ass lightsaber, <laughs> yeah. you know, still badass and everything, but definitely not made right and right. correctly because mm-hmm. that was always the, one of the things in the mythology of Star Wars that a Jedi became a Jedi when he constructed his own lightsaber. And you can tell maybe he put it together, but it just wasn't mm-hmm. working out all that great. Yeah, and you can, like, even his, like, mask and mannerisms harken back to Vader. Yeah, it's, he was, it's a little kid playing Vader. Mm-hmm, like, I want to be like my grandpa when I grow up, because my grandpa that? was a war criminal, he you was, know? Yeah. <laughs> Now, so you, you you know, when you're, you know, the folks would tell you he's a war hero, not a war criminal, you know, because it's all perspective. But we know, we know the truth. We know the truth. All those Jedi younglings and, you know, all the people on Alderaan, you know. Right. Some that, yeah. And so you get him and it's a great opening scene. Mm-hmm. But then I started noticing some just familiar things yeah. throughout this movie. And one of the things, and this is also one of the biggest gripes that I've seen, because, again, there's a lot of people that aren't that are hating on this movie. Right. We mentioned the trolls before, but this movie basically takes the bones of a new hope mm-hmm. almost beat for beat, but then puts muscle, tendons, connective tissue, and makes it its own. If you will, to me, I thought of it as a badass cover song. Yeah. I'm actually you know all what for I'm that. Saying? Well, I think he did that and we were this one of my favorite things about this film is that it has sparked discussion because after mm-hmm. the second time we saw it we saw it over at Screenland our uh-huh. buddy Adam and Kaylee and we were just going jabbering back and forth like mm-hmm. we were little 11 year old kids on the playground yeah you know speculating well why did and I think J.J. Abrams on purpose aped A New Hope and just in terms of style and tone because of that familiarity right it, 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 it gave us a big sense of nostalgia and it showed the kids like this is how Star Wars is done right you this know? is a Star Wars film right first and it foremost it felt like a Star Wars movie yeah, it, it looked, felt like it, it looked like a Star Wars mm-hmm. film it, it, it was comforting yeah and this goes down to set design we talked about the practical effects there's and there's CGI in this of course there is you can't have a movie like this without no, CGI but it was can't. done so well you couldn't tell what was what you know, no. couldn't tell which was a dude in a suit versus a CGI character. I mean, everything looked great. There was like fucking Muppets in the movie too. Ah, yes. You know, it was glorious. It was fantastic. Yes. It was, and I don't know if, I know he did that on purpose because he even set out, like you said, his whole goal was to be as practical as possible uh-huh. because I think he was also one of the, because J.J. Abrams is a fanboy. Oh, most definitely. And so this is so interesting to see how now we have this whole generation of fanboys that are mm-hmm. in these positions of power where God, can you imagine the pressure on J.J. Abrams yeah. with this movie? Yeah. Good God. Mm-hmm. And he's approaching it with respect and honor, but at the same time, he was trying to do something that was familiar, but then taken in a new mm-hmm. direction. And right. I liked it a lot. Oh, yeah. It worked so well. I Yeah, there was, there was I mean, granted, I understand why people are upset. And I, some of them were saying it was lazy. I don't think, I don't it, was think la- it was lazy. No. You know, because you know what? You can come up with a whole new story and everything, but look what happened last time we did that. And I, you know? I would have respected that too, but I understand what he was trying to do because honestly, the best thing for me in this movie is I am so looking forward to the next ones. Mm-hmm. Like the minute yes. the first one ended, yes. I was just like, I need it now. Yeah. I need it now. Uh-huh. Fuck, I got to wait two years. Are you kidding me? And that to me, and just in terms of taking kind of a cynical, I wasn't cynical at all. I was really looking forward to this. Yeah. But I was afraid to get burned again. Oh, most definitely, dude. I mean, it was just that whole, like, you know, 
Oh, I don't want to get too hyped. It's hard not to, but you and we know. were lucky this earlier this year with Mad Max Fury Road. Very lucky. We, you know, the hype was it was unbelievable, and the movie delivered, and then some. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, oh shit, is this going to happen again? Yeah. And I, I'm happy to say I am it so happened. It, it was, happy it, with yeah, this movie. No, this movie was great. Like it's, I think you said, I think you said it best. If they're showing Episode Eight. And the next theater, we would just walk oh, right hell into the yeah, I would like, have. All right, cool. Because of what he did with it. So the, we got new characters. Mm-hmm. We talked a little bit about Finn, uh, played by um, John Boyega. We get um, uh, Poe Dameron, played by Oscar Isaacs. Uh, Kylo Ren, played by... Oh, Sever Snape. Sever Snape. Dude, he is very He looks much like Snape. The, he reminded uh, me of Adam Snape. Driver is his name from Girls. <laughs> I was just waiting for him to go like, <laughs> Mr. Skywalker. <laughs> Forgeticus. <laughs> Forgeticus Forsicus. <laughs> but I think honestly the best thing in terms of the new people are uh Ray. Ray. Daisy Ridley plays she was, this character named Ray. She was beautiful and innocent and tough and a, a, a very complex character. And I think she kind of serves as the audience surrogate because she kind of takes part of Luke's role from the first film mm-hmm. where in let's face it we end up on a desert planet called Jakku not Tatooine it's no. not Tatooine it's Jakku right. it's Jakku where she has been abandoned and she's longing for more things mm-hmm. very similar to what happened with Luke she and she meets someone with a droid mm-hmm. very, I mean, and the droid was bad ass I love let's talk about BB-8. BB-8 I loved that character so much there was so much concern that he was going to be the next Jar Jar just like yeah. this kind of like tie-in this little you know what this this is the guy that the kids would like mm-hmm. and kind of the way r2 was for us in the first film because i always loved r2 yeah to me too me, Dude, r2 was awesome yeah bb 8s a great character bb8 because he has pathos he mm-hmm. has the emotions he, he he you can tell when he's happy when he's sad when he i mean just his facial not facial but like his little he gives a little thumbs up with a lighter, lighter at one point. yeah Dude, and that's that's like rock and roll yeah yeah, you know, just <laughs> play the hits. Mm-hmm. Well, and the fact that he is also real. Yes, that was the best thing about him. He's an actual droid. When I first saw him on the trailer, I was like, oh, there's another CGI droid. It looks good. But then they're like, no, that motherfucker's real. I'm like, yeah. really? he was created. In a, yeah. And they had like three versions of him. Like one for up close, one for action shots and one that goes downstairs. The, the stairs was so awesome. The way he practically went down the stairs slowly. Just he, like looking down. His head like, eh. turned out. It mm-hmm. was, he was a great character. I was. Yeah. And one that I was so worried about, and he kind of does the R2. In fact, he, he basically is the R2 yeah, of this R2 movie. Yeah, he's R2 of the movie. Because and, 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 he's a Poe Dameron's little, little astrotech droid. droid. Mm-hmm. They have a connection. I love that. But he ends up with a, a Ray, and that's when the adventure starts. Because then And Finn I'm just going to get out of here and get it out of the way. She's a treat. treat. Take She's a drink, a y'all. She's a treat. <laughs> we were waiting for that one. <laughs> now, the biggest complaint I've seen with Ray is that she's too overpowered. Which, in a sense, I can understand, but yeah, but but Luke had to, he had some power too mm-hmm. when he was young, you know, and but you know the Force awakens in her because right. I'm thinking it runs in the family. Just saying. So speculation I've heard is that she might be Luke's daughter. Which I can see, mm-hmm. which makes Luke a shitty parent, you know. Right. Uh, you even mentioned, what if uh, she was like the um, sister of oh, Kylo, Kylo Ren? Ren. Yeah, she's Leia. Leia, interesting, and, yeah, right? Leia and Han's kid. Or um, maybe somehow Han Or had, maybe somebody else's kid. Right, right. You know? And I, that was the thing that people are like, oh, why does it always have to be familial with this? But I'm like, you know what? It's This ultimately is about the Skywalkers. Right, and, and some of the best stories involve the whole family dynamics, you know? Yeah. I mean, the hell the fuck fucking first... 
six movies was all about the Skywalker. It's all about Anakin's. It's they say it's technically Anakin's story, mm-hmm. you know, with all those. Well, you think about Greek mythology and all the everything. Yeah, it's all familiar like that, and mm-hmm. uh, to me that works. And I mean, from the dawn of time, some of the best stories and the ones that we still look over are about families dealing with shit. Fucking Oedipus Rex, exactly. Fucking, uh, fucking, even Romeo and Juliet. Their center was the two families. You know, I mean, more infections. Fucking Game of Thrones. That's shit, yeah. got all family. You so know? I don't see that as a complaint. No, not at all. Uh, she's and honestly, the way they work her, she's kind of a little bit of Luke Skywalker and mm-hmm. Han Solo. It's like a lot of the main characters were a little bit of like if you took this character and this character's traits, mm-hmm. you know, because Poe, you have, uh, you definitely see some uh, Han Solo. Oh hell yeah, because he's just a little badass fighter. But then you see like you know, he's got a little bit of pathos too with him. You know, you got the conscious, uh, conscious of uh, Finn. Mm-hmm. You oh. know. Finn is a, a great character, and the biggest, you know, here's another thing that just drove me insane, I'm like, fuck you people, but everyone freaking out that, oh my god, there's a black char- main character and a woman main character? Come on, dude. Ex- yeah, really? 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 That's, that's a weak weak completely weak sauce right yeah it was one of the biggest things that i was just it just it drained me as a fan i'm like i forgot Mm -hmm. the idiots still exist. oh yeah you know i mean and they said they would they just stole a bunch of uh babies from the okay this 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 brings me to not a complaint no 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 but but but, we can be critical but a question are only humanoids allowed to be in stormtroopers oh yeah for example for example like because they are nazis and nazis Mm -hmm. just wanted the Mm -hmm. blonde hair blue eye aryan people so is the first order kind of like you know we don't want because i was thinking if they had wookie stormtroopers big ones did we have like no they were actually um if you (laughs) this is when it gets in the 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 uh, the books they go into like that the empire is very racist they are all they're basically humanoid only because there's a in a timothy zahn's heir to the empire trilogy that happens right after return of the jedi fucking nerd oh yeah completely <laughs> you, you're introduced to this uh this uh, uh character named grand admiral thrawn who's an alien and he mm-hmm. was dispatched to the furthest regions of the universe because he was an alien and not a humanoid but it turns out oh. he is just this master tactician he almost brings down the republic again great books if you haven't read them the timothy zahn heir to the empire trilogy mm-hmm fantastic but i mean um, like but sith lords can be anything sure and we sure. found that out but they're but technically yeah they're not necessarily in the for right. they they were they're the japan for the nazis yeah they might be yeah yeah <laughs> the italians if yeah. you will you know <laughs> the mussolini the mussolini's you know the, the francos just going around ciao <laughs> <laughs> <Riding> his little <laughs> I'm just thinking like this super star destroyer designed as like a cool ass Vespa, you know. <laughs> Show. <laughs> um, but I like the fact that she's she is that badass, mm-hmm. and she's she's a proven fighter. There's that entire scene when uh, the 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 first the first order is attacking uh, Jakku and Finn and uh, Ray are trying to get away from him, and he keeps grabbing her hand. She's like, "Motherfucker, I don't need your hand. I'm helping you. I am out. helping you out exactly." Right? And it's uh, little things like that I really like. Well, and see, maybe the character. Yeah, and maybe that's why the Force is really strong with her, and she's because she has proven that she is a fighter. Oh yeah, she's living on her own in a fucking at at. Yeah, in the, which is badass, it's mind fantastic. you. Fantastic. She's having a scavenge. She knows how to handle herself. She knows how to wheel and deal. She knows how to do all this shit because she's had to. She's had to. She's so, a survivor. Yeah. So maybe you know what? Luke wasn't a survivor. Luke was just happenstance, he was a petulant, whiny little right. entitled. Well, so was Anakin. Who, oh but, yeah. But no, the same, you see, yeah. runs in the family, right? But she 
had to survive. She's a street urchin, yeah. you know? And then if you give street urchin a little taste of power, they're going to adapt to that quick. And so I had no problem with her you being overpowered. Okay. I, I, it was just one of those, it's a minor quibble. It did not take me out of the movie. Right. But I was like, oh, you know, because she, she force controls one of the stormtroopers almost immediately. By Daniel Craig. Is that the one that was? That was Daniel, that was Daniel Craig. Uh, so Simon Pegg was the portion guy. Right. Uh, Daniel Craig was um, <clears throat> the stormtrooper. Kevin Smith provided some of the aliens. Oh, really? The voices of some of the aliens. And you know who was? You know who was the voice of BB-8? No. Oh, Bill, Bill Hader. Hader. Bill fucking Hader, dude. I that my love for him has just grown more and more and more. I love Bill Hader. He's so fucking funny. I'm just very happy that obviously, and all those people are Star Wars fanboys uh-huh. that they got a chance to be in a Star Wars film like that. Fucking even uh, uh, Mad Dog and Rama. Oh my God, the the raid, dude. Yes. So we are eventually. You're so the probably the first out loud that people cheered moment that I saw in the theater was when you see the Millennium Falcon again for the uh-huh. first time because they're they're uh, uh Rayan um Finn, Finn or, they're running from the stormtroopers <coughs> and they're like oh let's go get that ship no no that's a piece of <coughs> that ship's a piece of shit it's a piece of junk and then and the they're one like, they're oh, going right. to gets blown up and they're like fuck let's, let's, go, go, that let's one. go to the junk one and you get the reveal of and it's the, the fucking Millennium Falcon yeah. and initially I was like well is that the real Millennium Falcon because I just assumed Han Solo would be flying it but then I'm like no this is this is the Falcon mm-hmm. so they get way on the falcon it's like actually a great little chase scene because it's an awesome little chase scene huge props to the fact that the uh when finn gets in and he's uh, manning the guns the little screen that they utilize for tracking and targeting is the same one still yeah. from star mm-hmm. wars which i love they even had the little chest set in there oh yeah you know, just, a, <laughs> and when he's going through all the stuff he actually finds that little the little the, the, ball the, ball, that the, 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 the training thing. that is like worth a shit ton of money in the toy because it's the one that was always like lost <laughs> yeah. you know um but then we are introduced finally because they get um they assume they're being boarded they're they get away By they're the in first space order, yeah but it turns out it's fucking Han. Mm-hmm. And this this also got a huge applause oh, because yeah. it's Han and Chewie. Right. And it's the, tra- the shot we see from the trailer, you know, that we're home. We're home. But now in the context of knowing, I just assumed Han was still part of the resistance. Mm-hmm. I assumed he'd be, uh, you know, a commandant, you know, whatever, you know, right. high ranking general mm-hmm. by now. No. We find out he's he's smuggling. <laughs> he's back to what he knows he's best. He's what he knows best. Yeah. yeah. I that was the first thing I was like, holy shit. Okay. Well, I was not expecting that. <laughs> yeah. And so, so when he got to re you know reunite with the ship, that's because the Millennium Falcon is pretty much a character in and of itself, oh, yeah. as far as oh, I'm concerned. Yeah. You know, everyone loves the Falcon. And so we are then introduced. They get boarded by these other guys. They're doing, and it is. It's fucking Rama and Mad Dog uh-huh. from the raid. Yeah. And I was like, "Holy shit!" Now, unfortunately, they don't really get a lot to do, and I can understand that because honestly, you don't want to throw too much shit. You're, that that would that would be Lucasy. Yeah, yeah. If you would have seen some martial arts like that and shit, you would have like, "Holy shit, what happened?" But right. they get chased around uh, on the like by with a CGI. I understand it had to be CGI. I didn't mind the monsters. I didn't know. I it, I didn't mind the monsters. It was kind of a fun look at like what can go wrong when smuggling, mm-hmm. you know, because that was Han's life. The for monsters the were time. scary though. The monsters were like a Rathtrons or something. Yeah, they were a cross between like um, the critters and that monster from Terror Vision. <laughs> Yo, man, it likes metal. It's cool. <laughs> and so they then eventually get away. They're back on the Falcon. They realize that BB-8 has all this shit. And he's like, okay, I'm going to put you in touch with someone. And then we they, they get to another planet that almost looks a lot like... Um, Hell, I'm trying to remember. It's indoor. It's kind of indoor. It's very indoor. Not so much foresty, but it's just it's very lush. And that's Mm -hmm. there's a really great shot where Ray comes out. Yeah, she's like, I've never knew there was this much green in the entire galaxy. And you just see her soaking everything. Yeah, and because you're like, 
Well, yeah, she is. She's she never left. She's never left the desert planet of Jakku. Hell no. And then that's when we're introduced to a really cool thing where you get. It's kind of like the Moss Eisley. Yeah, yeah the Moss Eisley scene again. Uh, Great mm-hmm. monsters, aliens, puppets, all practical. Mm-hmm. I don't think there was anything CGI in there. Well, I'm, I'm, there might have been. One. May have been. Yeah, but but the, for the most part, all the, the show char- pieces. The character, the uh, what is her name, Moss Katana? Yeah. She was uh, CGI, kinda, but she was she looked good. She was great. She was. Now, she was a cool. Little is character. she force sensitive? Uh, I, you know what she says. She, she says, like she said, she goes, "I've been around for thousands of years, and okay. so I know good and I know evil." Gotcha. You know, so I don't know if she's force sensitive, but I think she's intuitive. She knows of people. people. Yeah. Or creatures. Right. Whatever the case may be. But this is when we're introduced to something that we have not seen in a long time. And it, to me, it's kind of a cool part where uh, Ray gets, she's, she's just kind of drawn to this little area. And she opens up this box. And in there, you see Luke's lightsaber, mm-hmm. the one that he lost when he lost his hand at Bespin. Yeah. And you're like, oh, shit. Like, there's a story I want to know. Right. How the hell did that make its way there? But it turns out it was calling to her, mm-hmm. which is your first clue that... There's, Some, something, there's else something in her with yeah. Ray, yeah. And that's that that's when I'm like, she's got to be. She's 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 a, she's a blood, Skywalker, right? right? Right. And then you know, I was. I, did you hear the part where he goes, "These are your first steps"? So who is that? That's that's a cross between they took Ewan McGregor and um, saying these are your first steps, but then they took Alice Guinness saying oh, wow. Ray. Wow. Yeah, because like uh, the, a fr- they took the word from Alex Guinness. This is afraid, and they just took and it and they say Ray, and then it's uh, Ewan McGregor going, "These are." Steps. And then someone said, "There's even there's a Yoda, Yoda in there. There's a Yoda in there. So because because you know they are still in the Force. They, yes, are, they are the Force. So yeah, they are. I wouldn't I wouldn't be surprised if Yoda did pop up in the next ones. As and I would be ghost. fine. I would yeah. be fine with that. You know, well, there's a precedent for it, right? And we haven't seen old crankety, you know, just cantankerous Yoda in a mm-hmm. while. And that was he was my favorite. That was my favorite Yoda. Yeah. Just mm, let's get some goodies now. <laughs> right. We need to eat. Right. It's like, okay, Yoda, what you been smoking out there on Dagobah, you know? <laughs> that Dankobah. That Dank- <laughs> That's an old buddy of mine called it the Dago Wop system. I'm like, hey, hey. Uh, us Italians don't like that. Yoda. The Yoda, he does not. He does not uh, have a sex. He makes, <laughs> he make, it a love. makes it love. Not the bang, the bang, the boom. He uses the force. He uses the force. <laughs> and so then we get another really. And this is actually one of my favorite battles. Is very interesting. We don't really get any space battles. A lot of just lower on the planet battles mm-hmm. with the Tie Fighters and the X Wings. And you get this great shot. And we saw it in one of the trailers with these Tie Fighters going with the sun in the back, yeah. looking straight out of like Apocalypse Now. No, it was cool. Very cool, yeah, right? It was. And then uh, we get Kylo Ren again showing up. Everyone's fighting. We get um, Finn using the lights, Luke's lightsaber for the first time. Not well. No, but, no, no. He's not a Jedi. Right. He's but he knows his weapons. He's and, a stormtrooper. Yeah, he's a stormtrooper. And I like the fact that they're like, okay, how can we stop lightsabers? And so they have, they that made crazy little, that crazy melee gun, weapon. that melee gun baton. That was kind of badass. It was with like the end with this lightsaber shield on and it. Dude, that, that was rad. All the other troopers are like, yo, you, you, they're calling them out. Like you're a fucking traitor. traitor. That they call him the whole time. Yeah. Traitor. Every single one Sejuden! of them. <laughs> oh God. Could have turned, taken a really dark turn <laughs> with a that. Gremlins turn. But what's kind of cool is you're uh, reintroduced to Poe Dameron, who we originally thought was dead way mm-hmm. back, you know, early in the film, and he's just whooping ass and his mm-hmm. X-wing, which I love to see the old. The, the, these are actually technically some newer looking X-wings mm-hmm. too. Yeah, um, that they still look good though. They look and you great. Get that great shot of them just, and you've seen it in the trailer, man, when they're skimming the water. Mm-hmm. It looked dope. That's <laughs> so cool. Saving the day, dude. Fuck yeah, and Saving actually. The day. 
I think they actually pulled that. There's um, um, uh, Dark Horse uh, put out all those graphic novels there mm-hmm. for a while with Star Wars, and one yeah. of them was um, Dark Empire. And there's a scene when they're taking on these huge ass contraptions in that comic. And there's a scene when they're on uh, they're on Mon Calamari, mm-hmm. actually uh, Admiral Ackbar's home planet. It's all water, and there's a very similar scene when they're skimming across that. So I think they may have pulled that, which I'm good with. That's fine. Yeah, it yeah. looked amazing. If you're gonna take take from the best, you know. <laughs> But this is where, at this point, uh, Ray gets kidnapped, um, and then, now, here's my other, not a complaint, but I wish they wouldn't go to the well with this. In fact, if they do this again in in future Star Wars, I'm not, but another Death Star-esque main weapon, which, I don't need any more of those. Well, but you know what, and I thought, I was thinking about this, what can you do if you're already rising up from the ashes of the empire, you're learning their mistakes. You're basically the new empire, mm-hmm. right? What kind of thing can you do to show your power? And they they even said like, look, this ain't the Death Star. This is like a lot bigger, and it sh- it blew up like six fucking planets right. at once. Right? It eats a sun. It eats a sun. How much more menacing can you get? And I know, it like, you know, yeah, it's kind of Death Starian, but at the same time, it it's, eats a fucking sun and destroys five badass. planets at the same time. No, don't get me wrong. It's badass, but I just, you know, just technical I don't think they're going to, yeah, I don't think I they're going to. they don't. No, I don't think they're going to do it. I think this was a one and done type I thing. I give them this one because, again, aping the feel of a new Right, hope, right. To the point when they're getting ready to attack the, what is it called? The Starkiller base? Starkiller. Because that was Skywalker's first real, that was the Starkiller. original name, Starkiller. Yep. So I thought, like, that's kind of kind a cool of a nod little nod, yeah. Yeah. But they uh, they actually show everyone anticipating and getting ready, and it's straight out of A New Hope when they're on Yavin 4, and again, antici- getting ready, there's little guys taking each other through their um, little like, carriers. I mean, it looks straight mm-hmm. out of but I like that. Mm-hmm. I really, really, really like yeah. that, because they did it really, really well. Mm-hmm. It could have been very lazy and it simplistic. Been. It yeah, could, or it could have been, so. been madness, like, of Lucas with, like, there would have had, like, Thousands of ships yeah. and crazy things. And that's what and I really like, too, is they had just a handful of ships. Yeah. In fact, they mentioned that they're like, this like, is we like, ain't got enough for this we shit. We ain't got shit. We ain't got <laughs> shit. Yeah. And you know what? I got, you know what? I didn't say it the first time because I wasn't ready for it. But the second time, I sure as fuck was ready. And I sure said it as fuck. <laughs> and then he comes out of the desert. Oh. We ain't found shit. Oh, my God. I, I was like, yeah. I, I dropped the ball the first one. But at the same time, I was just absorbing. I could hear you giggle over there. I'm like, yeah, I know what's happening over there. <laughs> um, but let's let's also say this. This is kind of Han's movie. This is Han's movies. This is definitely because he's the main. And can character. we talk about how great Harrison Ford is in this? He wasn't Harrison Ford, dude. He, he was, was Han Solo, dude. He wasn't like I'm Harrison Ford. I'm grumbling. Get off my Millennium Falcon. You know? <laughs> no, he he was really enjoying. It looked like he was having he a lot fun of fun. Yeah, and that's the other thing that I really yeah. I, there were a lot of callbacks and a lot of fan service, which I'm good with. But right. there were some of them I was just like, I could have done without that. I Example. Why it's, um, when he talked about uh, something along the lines of the trash compactors. Uh, and I was like, you know what? That's funny. Nod. I don't, you know, I don't need it. Said something about, and I'm trying to remember specifically, but something about the dealings in the Death Star. And again great callback fan service i could have done without it though to me it was almost too much i thought it was kind of funny though i, I thought his track uh, trash compactor line was funny because he said it with a laugh and he's like he did he goes yeah, <laughs> yeah you got a trash compactor because you know what it sucks yeah it's not you know? fun you know <laughs> it sucks i know what it's what like an incredible smell you've discovered you know there's <laughs> now i i understand again i understand why he did it but i think there was too much of it a little for the bottom 
if I had a quibble, that would be it. Mm-hmm. You know, for the most part, I could have done without that because I I like the winking nods, but when it gets too much, it kind of can take me out of it. Where I go, ah, you didn't need that. I didn't think it was that much. I mean, me okay. personally, I don't think it was that much. I think there was enough. Yeah, you know, and I think if there was more, it would have been bad. Yeah, but I think it was because whenever there was one like that, it was always said with a wink. You know, like hmm, yeah, yeah, we know, we know, we know what we're doing. You know, and so I thought. And it was surprising how funny this movie was. It's it, the I mean, it's not a comedy by no. any means whatsoever, but the jokes worked. Yeah, yeah, the moments of just pure like levity mm-hmm. really works mm-hmm. because you you need it because they were going for a serious tone, but not so serious as they were in the prequels where it just, just everything is super right. serious. Again, this is to felt the point like, of boring. Yeah, very much. This felt like a Star Wars yeah. movie. It yeah. sounded like a Star Wars movie. It looked like a Star Wars movie. Uh, the the lightsaber battle at the very end that was rad, it was dude. Beautiful. Yeah, just in the snow, the woods, the trees falling around, and the yeah. fact that you've got novices battling, so you're not going to get the choreographed battles that we did with the prequels. No, it was raw. It was very raw, and I liked that. Yeah. Uh, to the point that even Kylo Ren occasionally like did a couple of like little... And we find out, as it is, that everyone's looking for Luke, and Luke is vanished because he initially started opening a Jedi temple, uh-huh. which already I'm like, ooh, I want some backstory a Jedi Academy, Fuck yes! Yeah, man. Dude, <laughs> Jedi well, police. How Jedi. fucking funny would it be for like a Jedi boner jam? Like, oh, called, like Jedi Academy or something, yeah. you know? Just like, Skywalker's the uptight dean. <laughs> yeah, just a bunch of shenanigans. They like... They use their lightsabers to put holes in the showers. Like, this force bomb better work, nerdlinger. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> There's, I was there, there immediately, I'm like, that sounds great. But they say that one of his students went bad and he was like, I oh, couldn't take it. And he just, you know, mm-hmm. vanished, isolated himself. And the fact that it was his nephew. That and we're it. under the assumption it is Kylo Ren that they're talking about, yeah. right? Oh, it is definitely Kylo okay, Ren. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that had to really hurt. Because yeah. you, and you know, Han and Leia entrusted him with their right, kid right. and he went bad and so obviously it fucked Leia up it fucked Han up enough that he also left he just he's like I can't do this I went, he went back yeah. to smuggling mm-hmm. and then Leia went back to being a rebel you know you know, leading the resistance so mm-hmm. I like that I actually yeah. thought that was an interesting character development for all of them mm-hmm. um, but the fact that then Kylo Ren like I said he's such a Vader fanboy but he's got this he's trying to prove himself that I'm a badass Yeah, I can be a Darth Vader but I can finish what you've started yes yeah. But I don't think right now he can't because no. he, he even mentions he's like his training is not complete and I'm being pulled towards the light side. Yeah, which I was like, oh, that's kind of cool because we always hear him like talking about oh the being dark side, to the dark. Yeah, but he's still he's he's a, okay. So <laughs> what happened? This is a huge spoiler. It's probably the biggest spoiler of the thing. Some asshole ruined it for me. Really? Yep. And and on Facebook and one of the um, groups I follow, all I just saw was the shot. Of no, Han getting skewered by his kid. No, oh, it sucked. I was so because I kind of anticipated it happened because yeah. he was he's Harrison Ford has always been adamant that he thought Han should have died in Empire, that he didn't really want him coming back. He said that the character changed. So when I heard that he was coming back, I'm like, that's great, but he's not staying for all three. There's right. no way. No, 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 no. And he's got, when he goes and he confronts Kylo, because Leia and him finally hook up, uh, they get back together. And that was one of my favorites. Mm-hmm. When Leia showed up again, I, I I was happy when Han showed up. I was happy. But for some reason, when I saw Princess Leia show up, I almost, it's you, yeah. you know, it's Leia. I was so happy to see her. And then he her. said, you changed your hair, you know? No. <laughs> and she's like, well, you got the same jacket. Yeah, the, this, this, is new. this is a different one. Just the interplay mm-hmm. between the two. And I like that. That 
that's comfort food for me, yeah. man. That that familiarity with Han and Leia. And then even though when it's interrupted by C-3PO, it was funny because they're like, uh, yeah, come C-3, on, dude. come on. Don't come be caught Come on, we, we, come on. We and know I you're annoying. Like yeah. C-3PO minimal. I like him. You I might th- not recognize me because of my red arm. It's like... <laughs> Like yeah, okay, we can we yeah, that's that's why we don't that got a laugh it. out of me. Yeah. Something we haven't talked about yet and is central to Star Wars films is John Williams' score. How good was that? So the first time when we saw it the first time, I I didn't get all of it. Yeah, exactly. I was thinking like, you know what? It wasn't memorable, but then like hearing it the second time and the actually the way that it like progresses mm-hmm. the characters. And that's it. I was like, "Ooh, what's Kylo Ren's theme? You know, right. what is going to be playing behind him? I got what a, are these I got a better a feel for the movie for the so the sound the second time." Oh yeah, and one of the things and I think I've mentioned it on the podcast before is Han and Leia's theme from Empire is one of my all-time favorite music cues. It it's sw- it's swelling, you know. It it really it it inspires tears within me, man. It just makes me and you see it. They used it like inner inner mm-hmm. interconnect. Yeah, they use it a little bit in the yeah. film, but when they use it, it's so effective. Yeah, because there's that part when they're uh, Leia and Han are getting ready to leave, and she's like, "Find our kid, bring him back," mm-hmm. and she just puts her head on his on his just chest. Sad. Oh God! Yeah. And then they they play that theme like, "God damn it," uh-huh. you know. And but. I didn't find it as memorable as some of the others, so I'll probably need to listen to it on its own, right? Which I'll probably end up buying anyway. But you know, I like the fact that they would they they made new music for mm-hmm. this, but it was always on the back of the old one, you know. Again, which I'm is pro- the whole star, which is the whole what they did precipice with the of this Awakens. movie. Yeah, right. They just took the old ones and they just kind of added new stuff. You know, just the bare minimum of it, and they just made it their own movie. Yeah. So that, like you said, it had the familiar concept, but it was a new enough story where you're like, okay, now I'm invested in this. Now I want to see what's coming up next. Absolutely. And then when Han dies, because oh, they kill was... him off. Oh, and then Chewie just going, nah! Just like. Well, the way the sequence went, so they're powering up the Starkiller base, and it, like you said, it takes the power away from a sun. So you see the sun, and they even say, when the sun goes out, we're fucked. And you know what? Like, I thought it was awesome because. It, you, like you were talking about, he was saying how he was being torn by the light in the side. And then when the sun is gone and all that is left is darkness, yes. that's when it happens it because it's a metaphor. This, there's no more light. Yeah. It's all dark and it just turns black and red in there. And you go, it's visual yeah. storytelling. Because you, you, for a brief second, because, oh, my favorite part of that is Han sees Kylo and they're searching for him, blah, blah, blah. And he goes, Ben! He calls him by his name. They, uh-huh. they named him Ben. Yeah. A part of me was like, oh, God damn it, little Ben Solo. You little <laughs> bastard, what happened? Ben Skywalker Solo, you clean up your room. <laughs> you can't make me dead. You know, just... Wait, wait till I'm going to go visit Grandpa, okay? <laughs> he understands me. Your Grandpa's dead. He's an asshole. He's a racist asshole. <laughs> yeah. Vader would have been that drunk. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> Get a few Budweiser's down him. Sure what all these nerf herders are talking about. But I don't know. They're, it sucked. It was sad. But it needed to be done. Oh, hell's yeah. Yeah, you it had to have that be because you, need, you needed a Kenobi. Kenobi. You needed a Kenobi. That's just, I'm telling you, that's how. That's why they did it. And you know what? The fact that one of your characters that you love dies, then you're like, okay, this guy's a fucking yeah, asshole. Fuck he guy. needs to die. I want to see him get his comeuppance, you know? And whether or not he actually gets that actual comeuppance, we'll see. Yeah. Because he survives the day. He mm-hmm. lives to fight another day. His master... But not unscathed. Oh, no. In fact... <laughs> For me, the biggest, probably cheerworthy moment in the film is he's, he battles, so uh, Kylo battles uh, Finn and Rey 
mm-hmm. with the lightsabers. He fucks Finn up bad, actually. Really To bad. the point I was like, oh, fuck, is he dead? Yeah, because he just whoosh, slices back, dude. Badly. Yeah. And then Ray picks up the lightsaber, and they're battling, and eventually she, 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 she loses it. No, or, no, no, no. No. Because it's... He loses it. He cuts... And, he She cuts off his hand. Yeah, no, she doesn't. It was... um. Uh, Finn loses the lightsaber in the mm-hmm. midst of a battle, and then Kylo starts doing the the force thing where he's trying to grab it over yeah. to him, and it starts shaking. Then it sh- sh- zooms across the right screen, right past him, and he's like, "What the fuck?" Right yeah. to Ray, man. Oh, that was so badass. Mm-hmm. Loved that yeah. moment. I was like, "Fuck yeah!" But didn't she? She scarred his face. She but didn't fucked she, up his face. And she fucked up his leg. Mm-hmm. But she didn't cut anything off. I thought she cut off his hand. She didn't cut off the hand. No, she fucked up his face. So maybe he has a now reason a reason, reason to, wear to wear the mask. mask. Yeah. But enough that he made she made an impression on him because yeah. he's like. Like, who is this? And mm-hmm. I just got my ass whooped. Right. And I'm supposed to be this new up and this coming new badass. You know? Yeah. No, it was supposed to be me. Yeah. He's very and he's very petulant. Like really? when something goes wrong, he's like young Vader. He just smashes oh, yeah, everything. Dude, yeah. He, he's young Vader, dude. That's the power of the dark side. It man. is, man. Yeah. To the point that the other stormtroopers are like slowly backing away. That was away. funny. That I'm telling you, the parts of levity just work because like I could see myself if like my boss was having a fit and throwing shit. Like hey. I'm gonna go that way. <laughs> I'll, I'll see you. <laughs> There, uh, I it's just so much. They've set so much up. I think for the most part that I really, like I said, I really want to find out what's happening with this, what's yeah. going on with this. Now, what really bothered me though is mm-hmm. Leia feels it when Han dies because there's a shot of her like, because oh, she's force sensitive. We know oh, yeah. she's a Skywalker. Oh yeah. Um, but I don't think there was enough. You know, there was just not enough reverence for the fact that Han died. In fact, when they when they get finished with the mission. She walks right by Chewie and goes up and hugs Ray, who doesn't know this man from hardly anyone. She didn't. But but they had a big connection. Oh, God. Her, yeah. Because she's a pilot of the Millennium Falcon now. I mean, because she, she knew how to fix things. She knew how to do it. She just override the compressor. She was basically, it's. He like, offered her almost like basically offered a job. Like daughter. Right. Just saying. <laughs> and, you know, I mean, maybe, uh, yeah. I But I think it worked. Because, yeah, she didn't. Because Chewie was, like, still real. And he was real depressed and sad, but at the same time, I think they needed to console each other. Sure. I mean, I don't want to say because they're warming, but you know, no. At the same time, she he, lost. she lost That's a father it. figure. He she lost a husband, mm-hmm. quote unquote. Mm-hmm. And and I loved this that fact that they were the only two that were mourning. You know, while everybody yeah. else was cheering, and it, you could almost see a line all the because they, it was a big victory they had, mm-hmm. but not without consequence. Oh, hell no. And so There's... I thought that whole dynamic of it was was really effective for me. That worked. No, I can see that working, and you need that kind of a balance, I think, more than yeah. anything. Um, you mentioned that great shot when he when Kylo does kill Han, but you get the great reds in yeah. the, and uh, the set design in the Star Destroyers on the Star Killer base. Beautiful, fantastic, yeah. and they, there's consistency. All the sets look great, man. Again, we had set design, yeah. real construction, mm-hmm. things that existed, and to me, that's what made it look like a Star Wars film. Definitely, that's what brought it home. Um, but there's that great, like you said, when all this, the when the sun goes out, you get that really rich red that just envelops him, uh-huh. and you lose Han on the one side, and like you said, it just happened. Yeah, and 
oh goddamn, it was. Tough. Oh man, and, and then, then just Chewy's. that roar, that Chewie's roar, that was a heartbreaking that was, roar. That really was. It wasn't. That, it wasn't a Vader. No, no, but it was like, it was definitely like raw. That and then like I lost my friend. And you, know? you did. I would love the fact that the bowcaster really comes into play in this film. Chewie's bowcaster, uh-huh. which we've always seen, and it's a badass weapon. It is a badass so weapon. Han is because I like this. I like this. I like this. Ah, oh, goddamn it! I'm. We got Han. We got our taste of Han. Mm-hmm. The worst part to me about the whole thing now with Han's death is he never got to see Luke again. Yeah. Because Luke's his boy, man. Well, you know, maybe he's strong with the Force. Well, the, speaking of Force and strong it's with the Force. It's true. It's all true. Oh, God damn. That's another thing that I thought was really cool, how they played on the mythology, that you've got these youngsters that only know of Han Solo, the war general, Han Solo, the smuggler. Luke Skywalker the Jedi did they exist right. is this like history has to be really shitty you know <laughs> just because it was it, so funny when they're like uh, Han Solo the smuggler no Han Solo the Jedi and they looked at Chewie's he's like whatever sure Chewie's looks several time fucking killed me man Chewie was great like you must be very brave like oh you're so strong yeah just Chewie was off. Chewie was way more developed as a character. He really was. He was. He he literally had lines. He had scenes to do. He moved the story, even even in some of the humorous ways, but even in some of the like not humorous yeah. ways. Chewie, well, tell me how weird it was seeing Chewie's fingers. I didn't mind it. I didn't. It, it, do they just do they, they, they look like little like cat turds, <laughs> like big fat cat turds? But at the same time, I, there was something I always thought he's got to he's got to have them. To he's got to have. A he can't have. Thumbs. Yeah, he can't have paws. You know, they're not paws aren't going to fit in blasters. Well, it was kind of weird for me. It's like seeing Alf, you know, full when he walks. Yeah. You actually see a full torso of him rather than, you know, from the waist up. Seeing Chewie's fingers, it was a little mm-hmm. weird, but I'm glad they exist, I yeah. guess. Um, Send the detonators, man. Yeah, I did. Oh, that. Mm, mm. So we've kind of, we obviously, we love this film. Yeah, no, it was This great. has been one of my, I'm glad I've seen it many times now with a full theater. Mm-hmm just feeling the energy of everyone because this is you need to see this in the theater oh, and I, yeah and i'm gonna pick it up on blu-ray oh fuck and, yeah. yeah well already it has shattered so many box office records now which of course it, we oh, know yeah. we knew it would mm-hmm. there was no doubt that it wouldn't but i'm kind of glad it does because then now let's talk about the future of i was gonna Wars. ask you because yeah. we got uh empire here in the background yeah. you think part two is gonna be a downer well ryan uh, ryan johnson is writing and directing it ryan johnson of looper of um he's done a lot of breaking bad episodes he's he's legit so i'm kind of curious uh fuck a brick uh um, no, brick was good yeah that's the same guy so i'm kind of curious what they do because the end shot of force awakens it's wonderful is they finally find the map to luke and, and daisy and and shuey take the falcon mm-hmm. and there's this great shot where they they find out where he is and you see this cloaked figure man and turns around and he is, looks like he's seen some shit dude he looks bad fucking he ass he does dude. look badass <laughs> he really does and i was like it's luke skywalker guys it's luke fucking skywalker yeah, he's yeah. here he's back and he's he, a badass luke skywalker he and she's showing him and he's like and he's like do i want to do this he looks conflicted yeah because he's lived isolated for a long time now mm-hmm. and then you've got someone coming up showing him his old lightsaber mm-hmm. you know and he's probably looking at his hand going oh i fucking remember yeah. that you know but he had to feel it well of course you know i mean he had to like know han's dead he has to know maybe, the first order he had to know maybe this. the first words next time are i, I was expecting you, you yeah know? maybe he felt it no we mentioned though it looks like obviously ray is going to be training with luke mm-hmm. and then kylo is going to be ra- training with snoke who we, we didn't actually get a chance to talk about who is kind of the new 
emperor, if mm-hmm. you will, because mm-hmm. he's the one we see in hologram form, played by Andy Circus. Yeah. And someone I love mentioned Andy Circus, dude. Andy Circus is the shit, dude. He's dude. awesome. Deserves an, enti- an entire Academy Award on so, his own. He, he put so much inf- character in just the little facial features that he has in Planet of the Apes, the new ones. Oh, God damn, he did. He killed it. Well, there's he a gave reason. pathos to King Kong. There's man. a reason people keep using him because mm. he's that damn good. Yeah. But he is kind of the new emperor and he's going to train Kylo as well. And in fact, they said, bring him back. We'll complete his training. Mm-hmm. So this next film, you know, do we get the cruel tutelage of, you know, Luke Skywalker and I Snoke? Don't think, you know? Yeah, right. Right. I'm kind of curious. To the best around. Nothing's ever gonna keep you down. Because they've got to focus on that. But, you know, do we find out, you know, more of the expansion of the First Order? Or do we just, or do we jump in time after their training? I mean, I would like to see their training. I do, too. I would like to see the dynamic between Luke's old school... Maybe like maybe it's gonna be like Rocky and uh, Ivan Drago. You know what I'm saying? I mean, think about it. So you have the old Yoda, Luke Skywalker, over and uh, just cutting down trees and lifting up shit with the Force, and then you have like Ivan Drago and Kylo Ren hooking up to machines and just like <laughs> I'm just waiting for her to like. She's got a picture of him up at the window, man. She's like, you know, was it? Right on, you know. It's just, I think there's a lot. Of, now, I hope they don't ape Empire the way they did with the New Hope. I'm giving them a pass this time because of the familiarity, uh-huh. setting up the tone. But I don't want to see them do that again. Yeah, I want them now to expand. Yeah, because now they've they've hit it. They've hit the home run. Right. Everyone's feeling good. Fanboys are happy. But how much more pressure now? Oh Jesus! You know what I'm saying? If the there wasn't enough, well, yeah, enough, that, not the fact that there was a pressure going up into it. Yeah. Now that everybody is excited and everybody's like, "All right, Bring man, we on. know what you can do. Let's see what you got." You know what I'm saying? How much more pressure is that, man? I'm sure. You know, Ryan Johnson would never want it to fail, but he's probably like, "God damn it, man! Fuck. Like, I don't have to course correct. I actually have to enhance now." Right. He's what probably like awake right now, just on a constant like. <laughs> Red Bull and just like I need more cocaine, please. No, you're getting up into Lucas territory. All right, yeah. all right, all right, all right, all right, all right. Just, just bring me some coffee. So Ryan, uh, maybe you could put Sebulba in this. He's new the scene. dark side. Luke, oh, he's Lucas went to the dark side, dude. He totally did. I, I'm, I'm anticipating. Yeah, bring CGI. You know, <laughs> we can do whatever we want. You know, right? I don't we know. have the technology. Are they going to create a new Jedi Academy? Maybe maybe they maybe, maybe in the third in the third in the third one and that's where maybe the big you know the big battle com- commences because mm-hmm. we are going to get another trilogy mm-hmm. so we've got two more films and like you said we're going to get Rogue One next year mm-hmm. which is supposed to be this like uh like dog fighting all about the Rogue Squadron right which and I don't know is Wedge in that it, well it takes place between it Jedi takes place between Force. Jedi that's and right. Force that's right so maybe so maybe we never know yeah. I love, I, I'm a big fan of Wedge I always love Wedge <laughs> and Chili's and then what's the then I think we're getting a Han Solo mm-hmm. single one and I think we're getting a Boba Fett they said about one. a Boba I could I could do without a Boba Fett one I'll be I honest do, I, I'll be honest I could do without one too I think he's I less just, is more let's leave the mythology where it's at with yeah. Boba but I wouldn't mind seeing young Boba's adventures sure you know maybe he goes to Predator Planet you oh, know what God. I'm saying how fucking badass would that be that'd be kind of insane actually. that would be awesome or he takes on some xenomorphs or you know just he's, just to being a bounty hunter right maybe Which, just to be like a bounty hunter movie well they, they're gonna do the uh, kind of a young Han Solo Let's just cut the chase. Or I don't know if I want young Han Solo. Or maybe, well, I'll, I'm just say this: give me Nathan Fillon yeah. as Han Solo. Come on now, yeah. come on. Yeah. You know, you know the man Dude, can do he it. Is Han Solo? Fuck yeah, man, he's Han he is Solo. Han Solo. You put a little dark in his hair, a little oh, boom. Dude, yeah, you got it. Because you know, let you know, have Chewie as a pup. You know, just 
<laughs> bad Chewie, bad. <laughs> Constantly <laughs> rubbing his nose and his pee and shit. Uh-huh. But I think the ultimate thing that what the Force Awakens did was it awakened the, the force st- of the people of the, yeah, of of the, the fans. People, yes, yeah. because it could have gone so so wrong, but it went so right. It really did. Yeah. And I'm try. I tried to approach this from an objective viewpoint, not a fanboy viewpoint. Right. Which is why you know I brought up quibbles and this and that. It's not a perfect movie. No, none of the original trilogy are perfect, but it's a good movie it's a nonetheless. Great movie. It's a Fuck great yeah. movie. It's a. I'm, I'm just happy it exists. I'm yeah. happy that. I got to see another Star Wars film that was a Star Wars film. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. That I was, cr- I mean, I'll, you know, I was tearing up as always. I just can't help myself, and I was, but I was happy I was hearing because it felt so good. Oh, I cheered the first yeah. time after the end. I'm like, it's- yeah, that movie was that was a badass movie. Shit. Uncle Coyote would definitely approve on that <laughs> one. So, I final thoughts on this? I'll go see it. Yeah. Twi- at least twice because yeah. like i said um, like I, I i don't know if i said it on mic or if we were talking off air but after the after the first one after the shock and awe of everything in the whole scope you, on the second time you can actually go and like look at the things and listen to the music you know mm-hmm. what's coming so you're like okay let's take a look a little bit more at uh mos cantana's uh, little uh, trading post let's yeah. look a little bit more of that let's listen to the yeah it's definitely it's definitely a rewatch. It, recently we you can watch yeah. it. Yeah, recently rewatch. Yeah, and it's I think the first time I watched it I was kind of the same way. I was I was there's still some shields up. I was just like, okay, let's protect that inner child of right. mine. But now that we know that we're in we were in good hands, then I you went can, and like, enjoyed it. Right. And even before it started, I actually in my head I went dun dun because I was because I was like okay I'm not gonna be thrown off rhythm this time I'm good and I, I yeah I had so much fun with this man I just so happy that it exists it's yeah. so it's really good it's a great movie dude. and Star Wars is alive and well again yeah well it's always been alive all, and well all is, you know all is right in the force all is all is right in the force man I could not say it better myself so uh, this will technically be our last episode of 2015 so I would like to say every single person that has listened to us thank you so much hell really, yeah thank really, you really. Uh, we do appreciate every single listen we can mm-hmm. um, this has been a fun little silly show we do we're gonna keep doing it because yeah. it's a lot of fun and oh, like yeah. I said we've got so many things coming up look this for new more year. yeah look for more I'm telling you 2016 year of the nerds you're the nerds man I cannot wait um, so yeah thank you everyone that's out there that's listening um, you know hit us up on Twitter Facebook and honestly I'm gonna take this moment to thank you dude oh of course. Well, I thanks, mean man no, yeah, if it wasn't for you inviting me to come on a little podcast for the Dedrick movie night well you know what talk we, about Linnea Quigley we have humble beginnings my friend kitty get your butthole out of Genius's face there. Sorry, my uh, cat's Merry up here. Merry Christmas. Here you go, buddy. No, yeah, thank you, man. Like, this has been really, a blast. Man, yeah. This has been uh, an excuse to, you know, get together once a week, chill out, nerd out. Mm-hmm. And more than anything, I got a new friend out of this. So, oh, dude, now you're going to make me cry. No, that's, that's for a 40 year old grown man. It's hard to make new friends. And this was a, this is, this is, and but for you, I've met other people now. Um, I've actually, you know, as much of an introvert as I am, I've actually expanded. So it's yeah. kind of great. So thank you, man. Yeah, no, I, I, yeah. All thanks to you, dude. Well, until next year. Yes. This is Greg D. I'm Genius McGee. Reminding you guys, it's never too late to get nerdy about nostalgia. <laughs> <laughs>